0: Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy
1: <laughs> Brower with my sister, co-host and partner in crime,
0: Katie Weaver.
1: Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Well, that was terrible timing. I thought I had a few more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. Welcome, well, welcome. <laughs> yeah. And, and how I'm doing is I'm sick. Yeah. Me too. We all came home from our trip sick. It was worth yeah. it. Our trip was wonderful, but yeah, we all At came blast, home. The we
0: all have our respiratory infections now. Uh <laughs> so uh mm-hmm. if if seen things seem a little discombobulated, blame it on the cold meds. I don't know. They are just a little, and I know you haven't seen anything from us all week, that's because we were not up for it. However, there's so much to talk about tonight in case updates, we could not skip it
1: by any means. So, we considered it, because we're ridiculous, but there's just too much to talk about, so we're here. So if we cough in your ear a time or two, we're sorry uh, for you watching, Uh, you know, if you watch me constantly dab at this stupid running eye all show, I'm I don't like it either, but uh here we are. <laughs> We're gonna start
0: with just a little bit of good news, and it's this right here. <laughs> this <laughs> Old would be face McGee. Yep. T- Taylor Shabismus, who looks like she's wearing a pair of triple XL tidy whities on her face. And no, actually, that's just a Spit guard. Uh but guess what? So <laughs> Shabismus is going away for life. Mm-hmm. She was uh sentenced uh yesterday today anyway yes. very recently and i know no one will be shocked that uh they took a lot of precautions to make sure she couldn't act up in the hearing because we all know she would mm-hmm. and, and the judge said shibai for she ever so she okay had, uh been um sentenced to life without the possibility of parole we know this is for the murder of her boyfriend and murder and dismemberment. It was a wh- absolutely horrible situation. Mm-hmm. She's been a completely heinous human being all the way through court. Um, I don't even think that the jurors had to vote, but they did for legal reasons before they found her guilty. And now mm-hmm. she is gone forever. But that picture of her is so funny. It does, it looks like underwear, doesn't it? Yep. But no, Irene, it's just- Irene specific.
1: said- spit guard for all of her shovel <laughs> yes all of her shit. Very true. exactly all of that yes yep. so
0: uh she's gone forever and well good uh absolutely no one on this planet needs to have to run into that woman again ever mm-hmm.
1: but the really yes really... It's true uh shad's dad in his victim impact statement did say that they have forgiven her they've known her forever they Those have. kids, they were all like high school friends and maybe even junior high friends. They've known her yeah. forever. It, I can't imagine how betrayed, horrified, sad, you know, and everything else they've been by all of this.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for them, that's probably what they needed to do to be able to move on. Yeah. All the love to Shad's family and to everybody yeah. that's been hurt by this. And she <laughs> is evil for sure, Amanda. business. Yes. Shabai. Shabai forever. But the Mm -hmm. super, well, there's a lot of big news. But the next super big news, Katie, Suzanne
1: Morphew. Let's hear it. My God. Did you think you'd get the news today that Suzanne Morphew has been found? No. My gosh. Well, the remains of Suzanne Morphew have been found. Hey, Patty. Or Patsy, sorry. Uh, It's the medicine. Uh, (laughs) Yes. You guys, this is so wild. Now, here's the first thing you got to know. They didn't find suzanne because they were looking for suzanne
0: no this part
1: found suzanne because of an unrelated investigation yeah yeah the hell isn't that something yeah oh sorry (laughs) why is tim ballard on the screen i don't know it's because i'm trying to pull up a picture of where she was found a little map and we apparently we were, were all at a little rummy. max capacity I'm on uh, pictures, so I was just trying to delete a picture of Tim Ballard because that's all that deserves to have. And um, uh, instead, I put it on the screen. So sorry about making you look at Tim Ballard. <laughs> it's a rude thing to do anytime. Right. Okay, here's the map. She disappeared from up here around the Salida area. Okay. And This is where she was found down here in the Moffat area. And let me tell you what uh, how it was described. okay so according to the coroner she was found in a remote dry grass desert field of sagebrush and natural grasses in a shallow grave
0: wow so she had been buried
1: had been buried in a shower shallow grave and then had been uh scattered yep that's pretty much all law enforcement is saying they are saying they have not made an arrest what they're not saying is this was an accident. She got hit by a car. She went down a hill. They're not saying any Just of that. fell down in the grass and died of exposure,
0: huh?
1: They're not saying that. They are saying the words that make me think, okay, yeah, this is definitely still a criminal investigation. She was found in a shallow grave. She, They have not made an arrest yet, they said. Now, some of the... uh true crimers that have been much deeper into this case than we have, they think this is a clear implication of Barry because of his uh, phone pings. I don't know enough to say that, but there are those that are definitely saying that. But again, we don't know. As you probably remember, Barry was already charged for her murder, and then the charges were dropped because the prosecutor just did not have a case.
0: No, they did not. But they can recharge him. He's Uh not He's not out of the woods yet. And they've got to do an autopsy on this body. They've got to come up with cause of death and manner of death. And I mean, there's a lot to happen, but uh, it was Karen, it was Suzanne Morphew has been found. Three years. She's been missing for a little over three years. Yeah. So there's so much to be done yet, you know, to determine any forensics they have. Her cause of death, her manner of death, all of those things. But they can now fit this into all the phone pings, all the GPS, to all that stuff they have on Barry Morphew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's very interesting. You know, what it, this may just be the piece of the puzzle that needed to fit to make this all work.
1: For sure. For
0: sure. And that is what a lot of people that know a lot about the phone pings and the GPS are saying is that this yeah. fits some missing data where like mm-hmm. stuff got turned off.
1: Yeah. So, very interesting.
0: Yeah, very interesting. My two cents, I was thinking that too. You've got to wonder what the daughters are thinking.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Daughters who have publicly been so
0: supportive of dad, now mom's body has turned up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's definitely for sure she didn't just run away. She didn't just, you know, take off to a foreign country to live happily ever after. She also did not die accidentally. No. So those two uh bullet points are gonna be big in their minds, I'm sure. Yeah. Her sister said that the sheriff called and let her know this morning. Uh, and also let her know that they had informed Barry first because he was he is still the uh her uh for next of kin. Next of kin uh, of course. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and no double jeopardy, the charges were dropped uh with uh out. Without prejudice. Without prejudice, yeah. So he so, can certainly be recharged. They if they choose it. to recharge him, you know? Maybe they're going to blow our minds entirely here. It is weird. The only reason I say that is because I've been pretty sure it was him this whole time, but they were looking for somebody else. Is this kind of some kind of a killing field? Is this an area where somebody has been burying multiple bodies? Who were they looking for? Or they were for? just looking for a missing person. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like why were they there? People. They haven't said a single word about that yet. But what were they looking for there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They have not said,
1: but wasn't it um when they were looking
0: for was it Gabby Petito that they found somebody else? There yeah. was another body found while looking for they were just looking for Gabby Petito, happened to find yeah. someone else who was missing in the area. So yeah. I don't that may not be that uncommon.
1: His was a suicide, I think, wasn't it? He was a teacher. Yeah. From somewhere anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: How did they identify her so quickly? Uh that we don't well, know. We found her on Friday. Yeah, they've had her since the 22nd. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they've had about 5
1: days. Yeah. So but that's great. a good question, Patsy, and we don't really know what the condition of the remains are. We know they were scattered, which uh isn't very promising and it's 3 years old, so Yeah. There will be stuff they'll be able to tell and stuff they won't, I'm afraid. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The forensics are going to get interesting. Yeah. But hopefully, they can come up with a cause of death and a manner of death. And I mean, yeah. it's pretty obvious it's a homicide. They find her body buried. That's going to be a homicide. We hope, fingers crossed. Right. We won't hear some dumbass. She wandered out into the woods and fell down in the grass and froze to death.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Suzanne is definitely the news of the hour, especially because, uh, you know, while it's been an open investigation, her name has not come up for quite some time. So it's right. uh it's pretty exciting and, and interesting. And also uh her sister said she said, you know, it's very sad, but she said it's also a day of celebration for us that we finally oh yeah. Finally know something, you know. Just her being yeah, missing the family all these has- years has been so excruciating. Yeah. Yeah,
0: some kind of closure here. Well, and the implication that she may have run off with some man, you know, all that bullshit that always happens when women go missing you yep. know her family can feel a little vindicated there and know that she was not a person that would have done that
1: yeah yep. yeah yeah well, so hopefully they're the, the autopsy is able to give them some clues about what actually happened to her to, you know and and that yeah. hopefully the autopsy will give them enough to make an arrest and to move hopefully. forward. hopefully but again and Colleen, she, they, she they most
0: definitely can rearrest barry if they have evidence to
1: yeah
0: um yeah. there's no reason to not they he can be charged again it's yeah. just um depends on you know if they've got the evidence
1: yep this yep. is
0: a lot more evidence than we've had up to this point so
1: right a body wow yeah, yeah.
0: so certainly so... that's about to suzanne's family and her children yeah,
1: yeah. Because no this has
0: got to be a really painful time as well. Yeah,
1: without a doubt. Yep. Okay. Well, in in just
0: weird cases starting to wrap up. Let's talk about Crystal Rogers. So Crystal Rogers uh, went missing in 2015. Let me show you a picture of Crystal. You may remember when you see this picture, she uh, probably will look familiar. This is a pretty well-known case as well. This is Crystal. And her boyfriend uh, Brooks, everybody's always thought Brooks did it. It's just been one of those, it's kind of a Suzanne Morphew, very Morphew kind of deal, you know. Everybody has always thought that he um, was involved with her disappearance. And his name is Brooks Hauk. And he has now been arrested as of today in her disappearance. They, she has. She went missing eight years ago. Um, FBI took him into custody in uh, Louisville. He is the father of Crystal's youngest child, and he was her boyfriend at the time of her disappearance and was believed to be the last person to um, see her alive. Her body has never been found. She has been presumed dead um, in, for a long time. And it's been believed by everybody, just they didn't have the evidence that it was Brooks who was involved in her death. So this is big news. It's really important news for yeah, it's her, her chase. And you know, we hope maybe from this we might get this we might get a location, you know? Yeah. So certainly her family, her children have the right to know. Yeah. Where she is. So she was reported missing on July 5th by her mother. And this was two days after she was last seen. Her car was abandoned with a flat tire and her keys, phone and purse were in the car. Now, a man named Joseph Lawson um, has pled not guilty. He was arrested earlier this month and he was arrested with criminal conspiracy to commit murder and tampering with physical evidence in Roger's death. It is believed that he helped Brooks Hout um, kill her and Um, dispose of her body now I don't know 100% why they were able to arrest him now unless they've got some information from this friend which I think is probably what's happening because the friend has pled not guilty and I feel like at this point you know his best bet is to flip on Brooks or he's going down as well Oh, I just really hope that um, we get a location for Crystal Rogers's body, so that her family absolutely.
1: Can live her best. Hopefully, they can play the two, you know, in a way that they can get one of them to speak up. Yeah. Wow. Then she had five kids. Yeah, five children. Wow. What an absolute monster. So, police have also believed that
0: uh, Brooks House grandmother and brother were involved and they believe that he used his grandmother's car to dispose of crystal's body. Oh, wow. But grandma has refused to testify in court. Sure. Wow. It's believed that, you know, there, his brother interfered with the investigation at the beginning. There's been a bunch of perjury counts against family members. Mm-hmm. it's just been a lot of crap go on to keep the truth of this situation coming out.
1: Right. And so
0: it's got to feel good to law enforcement to finally be able to lay this at the feet of Brooks and Joseph Lawson.
1: Yeah. That's, that's quite the crime family. Well, right. They helped him.
0: Grandma, is the, Why uh, you do that? she's
1: the Goonies mom.
0: Right. Kind of like that kind of like that it's terrifying to me to mm-hmm. think that people will get involved yeah yeah oh that's right his brother was a police officer at the time and he that's caused a not. lot of problems Yep. so we shall see but maybe they're all coming down now
1: you know yeah sounds I'm like they've got some evidence uh to support that so well good
0: yeah and I'm I'm just I'm just happy that they're um will be some resolution here for that
1: family absolutely well so much love to her kids and her family i can only imagine how this has felt for them to finally see something happening can you imagine how pissed off they have been watching there not be arrests all this time right
0: i cannot imagine yeah i cannot imagine at all uh katie why don't you tell us what's going on in the harmony montgomery case
1: So it's not necessarily in the case. Well, in the case, uh, Adam is supposed to go to trial, I think in November or December, and they have already applied for an extension on that. No big surprise there. But there's finally a conversation happening about how did this happen? How did we lose Harmony Montgomery and leave her in the care of homeless drug addicts uh, and let them murder her? And so they're working on forming what they're calling the Harmony Commission, which would be a team of people that would examine and make recommendations regarding the welfare and best interests of children in state care. In other words, get more eyes on a child's case before they go, oh, yeah, we should definitely give them back to mom or, oh, no, we should definitely uh, put this kid in the system versus there's a grandma who wants them, you know, because uh, They want to put kids with blood relatives whenever they can if that's a good and safe situation, but a commission would give them, it would probably slow their whole system down a lot, so I'm sure there's ways that this could be problematic and ways that could be helpful, but yeah, DHS is pretty broken in a lot of areas, and this needs to happen. This conversation needs to happen, but the Harmony Commission would hopefully help uh, oversee a little bit better where kids get put and if it's the right place to put them. And so this is a really positive thing. And, and I hope it comes through uh, you know, and works the way they want it to. I think that this is something that could help change things for the better in DHS. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, the hard thing about that is that um, child protection services are state run. And one of the big, mis- one of the big errors that happen with Harmony is she was placed Uh with her dad in a different state, which meant that the state that originally had jurisdiction over her case had to give it up. The state that took it on, it really wasn't their case. They didn't have all the info. And so they did not follow up. Yep. And the fact that the state could give her to her dad after all of his criminal history to begin with, but then hand her off to another state where that state didn't then continue supervision is so screwed up. Mm-hmm. And one of the big problems that we have, and some people probably aren't gonna like what I have to say, but I think our child protection laws need to be federal. Yeah. State child protection laws are a huge part of the problem. Mm-hmm. There is Oakley no- Carlson, anyone? Oakley Carlson. Yeah. There's no, when it comes from one state to another state, laws are completely different and there's no oversight. There's nobody that says just because this child went from one state to another state, the new state has to supervise this situation. Those things don't exist. You move a child out of your state, you lose jurisdiction over them and their case just disappears. Yeah. And it is a huge problem. We see it happen in situations like this over and over and over again. We need a federal child protection law. We need a federal child protection oversight, something that Mm -hmm. makes sure that these kinds of things cannot happen when child children are transferred from one state to another, because it's a terrifying thing. I worked in a group foster home Mm -hmm. and there were times when we had to transfer a child to a family member outside the state. And we knew the state had no longer jurisdiction over that kid. Mm -hmm. Nobody was going to be watching or paying any attention to what happened to that child. When we sent them out the door with that family member, they were just in the wind. And that
1: is scary as hell. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah says there is an
1: interstate compact on the placement of children that must yeah, be. Yeah, but you have certainly. to have one
0: with that state.
1: Right. Like, they're not just,
0: yeah, they're not just yeah. a given. Like interstate compacts actually have to be formed. And then they all they still don't have even the ones that we do have that Idaho has, we yeah. don't they don't get monitored the way that they should, because who's gonna monitor that state or this state? who's right. monitoring.
1: Yeah.
0: We just don't have enough. Right. There are federal yeah. monitors that are put in place when a given state is under a state, a settlement from a lawsuit. Right. But There has to be a lawsuit first. There is no federal oversight that just exists for the safety of children. We don't have federal laws and federal oversight to protect children. It doesn't exist. And yeah. every state is different. Every state handles these things differently. And yeah. you cannot... You can't enforce Idaho law in the state of Utah. It doesn't work that way, right. so it's a huge, huge problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: there are no laws against a parent taking a child out of state, are there? Uh, that can be in terms of a divorce. Mm-hmm. But as far as the
1: state law, no. Or if a family's no, under from the courts. Okay, if a family's under uh, the care of CPS currently, can they yes. tell yeah. them they can't leave the state? They can. They can. But again, who's going to enforce it? Yeah. well, gonna Around here, it? no one. Absolutely no one. Yeah. Well,
0: and, and they won't. I mean, Idaho law enforcement can't go to Utah to enforce Idaho law. So Idaho law enforcement can try to get Utah to enforce Idaho law. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't work. Without yeah. federal child protection laws, we don't have any protection for children in the state it just doesn't exist
1: yeah
0: yeah so agree that's that's a big part of where and and i love what they're doing with with harmony but that's only a state organization it's not a federal organization
1: well and harmony got lost between new hampshire and uh right uh good lord she was in massachusetts yeah. yeah. And so there's definitely that element is certainly there. However, those two states do have an interstate and they were supposed to be talking with each other, but apparently we're not. So, yep. yeah. But they aren't. And, yeah. Um, the truth, and, Sarah, and, yeah. Sarah yeah. said states usually don't want the kid. They will call the sending state and say, come get your kid. Yeah, for sure. Nobody well, wants it. Absolutely. To be their problem. It's one Nobody less wants case for them, for them to for have this. to deal with. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then it's, you know out of sight out of mind
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a huge huge mess yep. that we have in child protection and until we have federal oversight and and better laws that cover everyone the same it's not going to get any better i hate to say it but it, it isn't
1: Yep. i mean we've seen big holes in cps uh that resulted in the deaths of or were at least contributing to the deaths of we're going to assume oakley carlson harmony montgomery the west boys Ariel uh, Kalua and there was one more little girl out on the uh, east coast that CPS was involved with as well when she was Mm -hmm. murdered kind of all about the same time yeah what was the year that all the
0: four-year-olds went
1: missing yeah yeah Serenity 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 yes yeah well and And those are um, just we know uh, ones we know of
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and oh what's her name uh she's still missing There's too many. I can't remember all their names. Dang it. But yeah, these these are the kinds of problems that we have.
1: Oh, are you talking about Angel Overstreet? No, no. Um,
0: Summer Wells. Thank you, Summer Wells.
1: Yeah, but CPS wasn't involved with their family at that point, were they? <sighs> were they? Or was that just after? Maybe that was after the fact. I thought that was after the fact. Yeah, but I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I thought it's what I thought. but Okay, I think you're right about yeah. that, actually.
0: But yeah, I mean until there's something enforceable i mean you see what happens in this country when a a small child goes missing like harmony montgomery they can't even charge the parents yeah because bodies can't be found yeah yeah so anyway well i'm glad for the work that they're doing it's good i'm glad that there's some work doing but honestly we've got a long ways to go in that situation for sure yeah let's see oh let's talk about this is the most insane thing you guys what is it with people getting released accidentally or escaping or we've had a lot of that kind of stuff so That's Kevin kind mason, of been a theme lately it has so kevin mason who was um accused of murder was released accidentally from the marion county jail on september 13th and um because they let him go (laughs) like there was a clerical error that let him be released and then they went looking for him and they, they were looking for him the police were looking for him for a while they just barely captured him so he was went. he was released on september 13th he was just caught today and apparently um <clears throat> Hang on, sorry. Uh, his girlfriend, Desiree Oliver, has now been charged with assisting for helping him after the fact. Which is going to be a little tough to prove, considering that they released him. It was their own yeah. fault. So was she
1: aiding and abetting?
0: I don't know. Because right. released him. I, I don't know. Was what was he supposed
1: to do? Refuse to leave?
0: right. Right. So he was caught in Indiana. He, he went missing in Minnesota and he was caught in Indiana. Thank God. But it took him a couple of weeks uh, to find him. He walked out of the jail free, free as a bird on September 13th because of a clerical error. I think this was the one where a clerk thought that there was a duplicate record. And so they deleted this record and it actually then released him from jail. Uh, He called his girlfriend and said he'd been released and asked her to come get him. She was shocked that he had been let out. She went and picked him up. And he used her phone. And they texted back and forth a little bit. And then they were using Telegram to message back and forth. Um, he wanted, he knew that he shouldn't be out. He was asking things like, is there a tracker on your car? Is anyone following you? Is your phone in <laughs> your dream? He knew. Sure. You know, but I mean, holy hell, you guys. But
1: yeah, that is absolutely crazy that, that happened he at all. He was gone for
0: six hours before they realized that they should not have released him.
1: Oh, six long... hours is a
0: long time.
1: Can you imagine being the person who did that? Than no. having to say, hey, uh, funny story. You know, I, to have to admit that you let that guy out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh,
0: so he was arrested on September 11th by the U.S. Marshals. This was a murder charge that happened in 2021. Mm-hmm. It was the death of Don Tevious Catchings in Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> he had actually three different warrants um from three different minnesota law enforcement agencies when he was picked up Mm -hmm. and uh he had three different holds on him because he had three different warrants a jail clerk saw the three holds and eliminated two of them because they thought they were duplicates but they were actually three separate warrants Uh. this is how he got kicked out there were actually they considered to be two court clerks were responsible and they were both fired um of course you know they went on a massive manhunt for this guy but he had six hours lead time but they did finally find him in indiana and he is back in jail so what
1: the what well (laughs) good for that at least but yeah seriously man yeah i mean these things need to quit happening right away
0: yeah wow that's a major major training issue Uh, Katie, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the McLean
1: case? Okay. All right. So we're talking about Elijah McLean. We talked a little bit about this case last week. But this was the young man who was, you know, walking down the street while black. And a teenager called the police and said someone suspicious was walking down the road. Mm. And so the police came and saw Elijah, college student walking down the street, listening to his music with his, uh, he did have some kind of a face mask on or, or a hoodie on and uh, was carrying uh, his backpack and the police uh, brutalized the hell out of him, wrestled him to the ground, put him in a uh, cardioid hold, cut off his airflow. And then eventually EMS got there and they gave him a whopping dose of ketamine for some unknown reason And his heart. I still can't figure out why. I've read all kinds of stuff. I still cannot get. Nobody understands why. Why the hell they gave him ketamine, and and why would they would give him ketamine that was so much bigger, a bigger dose than his uh, little body than than his little body (laughs) could withstand? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, two of the officers charged that their trials have started today. And, as you can imagine, in opening statements and in uh, the beginning here, what the defense is trying to paint is a picture that uh, Elijah was to blame. You really can't blame anybody but him. He's the one that resisted arrest. We don't really know why or what exactly happened. He didn't really seem to resist arrest. He seemed to not really hear their commands or know what they were asking him to do or know why he was in trouble. And But at any rate, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's his fault because uh, an innocent person was jumped by a bunch of cops and they beat the shit out of him and killed him. And that's his fault. So now, you know, and yeah. did what
0: they call a carotid hold, which is they pinned him down by his neck so he couldn't breathe. I mean, yeah. are you fucking kidding me right now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. This case kills me because he it was such a sweet kid. He was this kind of nerdy backwards you know shy kid that didn't really engage with other people very much he was super super smart absolutely adored by his family and wasn't doing a goddamn thing besides walk down the road no he didn't deserve this in any way and for the defense to actually use that as their defense like oh that maybe it just really was his fault is just makes me so mad it's so ridiculous i don't think he kneeled on his
0: own throat and i also don't think he injected himself with ketamine so how can that be his fucking fault yeah
1: and i'm sorry killed him yeah yeah the ketamine stopped his heart Yep, but when the ambulance got there and they injected him they said uh one of the officers testified that he was barely conscious yeah barely conscious and so what they had already done to him had done massive damage and then the ketamine finished him so he's
0: barely conscious so what do we give him ketamine
1: yeah what the fuck Mm -hmm. i mean yeah right just comply is really starting to piss me off colleen says me too because what does just comply mean what does that look like because we saw what happened to the kid in memphis with the Scorpion unit, the way they were all screaming different commands to him at the same time, he couldn't do all of the things. There was no just complying. Mm -hmm. And then other officers had come out and said that that's a technique to be able to get people to resist arrest so that you can take them down. Yeah. So how is just comply? Just comply to what?
0: Yeah. And just comply so they can kill you quicker right sorry but complying doesn't seem to be doing anyone any good yeah but this kid this poor kid well ketamine is a very powerful sedative and pain reliever and it's a horse tranquilizer
1: yeah
0: and it is used in humans as well but it is an extremely powerful tranquilizing drug why they gave him ketamine will never ever make any sense to me at all
1: no me neither you neither. Right? Uh, ketamine is used in the US as a party drug. And, mm-hmm. but also it's being microdosed uh, currently uh, as a way to fight depression and anxiety. And apparently mm-hmm. people are having amazing luck with it. Uh, but they have to be microdosed in a clinic for it. Well, and it's also yeah, used. Yeah, why did they even have that? Agreed. Why did they even have that? I suspect an they
0: had it to slow down somebody who was like having a psychotic episode or really, really combative. It's Uh the kind of drug that would put somebody right down if they were behaving like that. But this kid was not behaving like that. Yeah. yeah. It can be used, it's used as an infusion form for chronic pain as well. Yeah. Uh It has a lot of uses, but it is a very dangerous drug. Yeah. And, And it should always be monitored, I don't know. Why EMS should ever have it, but I suspect that's probably why they do.
1: Yeah. Oh, Sherry said her floor at work has a ketamine clinic. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's great things being done with ketamine, but Mm -hmm. why the hell would EMS have it? It is very dangerous. Yeah. Injecting into a kid. I mean, it's horrifying. Mm
1: -hmm. And they, what I had read is that the ketamine he received would have been enough for someone well over 200 pounds. And he was under 150. Yeah. But I think, due to the fact that he already was had been had the shit beat out of him and had been withheld oxygen, he was already very very slow. Right, and then and they, then they it just slowed him even then further. It just finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Leo's didn't have it. EMS had it. It was actually yeah. the uh, the ambulance that they. Yeah injected him with it, but it's still, there's absolutely no. And, and
1: there's charges there too. Two of the mm-hmm. EMS, uh, workers are also facing charges later this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad there's some charges here that there's some accountability. What happened to Elijah McLean is just unthinkable. It, mm-hmm. there was no reason for it whatsoever. He absolutely, I don't care what the stupid defense says. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's terrifying. And and how these people are, you know, were going this long before they're tried, or if they even are tried at all for doing things like this, yeah. And and the defense is it, he did it to himself. Give me a fucking mm. break. Oh, yeah. makes me so damn angry. Yeah. Speaking of angry, this well, this is actually good news, but a little too little too late. This is a DNA for the win. Just came out of California. This is uh, Gerardo Caban- Cabanias. Um, was exonerated last week, 28 years after he was accused of robbing a man and woman and kidnapping and sexually assaulting the woman in Los Angeles. That happened in 1995. Wow. He has been in prison this entire time, and DNA has just revealed that he is innocent of those crimes and he has been exonerated.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, the the L.A. Um, district attorney said, I stand here with you with a deep sense of responsibility as a district attorney to address a tragic miscarriage of justice and to celebrate the exoneration and release of, of prison of an innocent man. So in January of 95, wow. a man and a woman were robbed at gunpoint by two men uh, who also sexually assaulted the woman. Uh, days after the crime, Cavinius was 18. He was 18 years old. Was arrested because he generally matched the description of one of the suspects. Boy, have we heard that bullshit before?
1: Wow. Did he have <laughs> legs and arms? He
0: did, yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he has always um, maintained that he was con- coerced by the investigating detective into giving a false confession with a promise that he would be released on probation. Boy, have we heard that story before. There was no physical evidence that connected him to the crime, and yet he was charged with 14 felonies. He insisted he was innocent throughout the trial, but ultimately his sentence was big enough that it would have been life in prison. Wow. Uh, his, his attorneys are from the California Innocence Project, And they filed a motion to have DNA evidence um, related to the case retested. That was in 19, that was in 2019. And it's, Jesus, 2019, it's 2023. It's finally come forward that absolutely none of the DNA matched him. Uh, the, The district attorney said after a thorough review of the evidence, including expert analysis of the purported confession and an interview with the sexual assault victim, we lost confidence in the conviction in this case
1: yeah you think
0: he was conditionally released from prison in May he was permanently freed on September 21st when his when the uh, judge actually vacated his conviction and found him factually innocent good he's lost nearly 30 years of his life
1: yeah Yeah. wow
0: Um, hopefully he gets a massive settlement to live on for the rest of his life because absolutely
1: this has taken a lot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, so good
0: apparently good. Um, the man who did it has gone on to commit multiple serious felonies, including several rapes and murders because they have his DNA.
1: Oh, well, duh. Yep.
0: Yeah, so it's they surprised. locked up this kid who didn't do anything so that the real rapist and murderer um, can get uh, just be out there still doing their thing.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, damn. Well, yeah. I have a little bit in Lance Peck and Chad Daybell. Well, let's hear it. So Lance Peck, uh, jury selection is supposed to start on Monday. And his uh, jury trial... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not on Monday. Pre-trial conference is on Monday. Oh. Jury... Uh, Jury selection is supposed to begin on the 16th of October. Okay. So who is Lance Peck, you're asking? Lance Mm -hmm. Peck is the owner of Downward Funeral Home. If you've not watched our coverage on Downward Funeral Home, you really should. It's Halloween time anyway. Uh, This might be the only time you'd ever want to
0: watch it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, We've talked about this into infinitum, but this is the funeral home director who was uh, improperly storing bodies, lying about it, had many decomposing bodies uh, on site. He had a bunch of broken equipment. He was uh, lying to families and still taking uh, bodies in, saying that he could process them when he couldn't. Uh, All the things, all the horrible things you can think of he was doing, uh, including had cremains all mixed up and people don't have the right cremains. People, (laughs) lots of people haven't even received cremains ever. They have no idea where their loved one is. Uh, Bodies that he was supposed to process and take to Idaho State University to their uh, cadaver lab from bodies that were donated that never got there. And their family has no idea where their body is. And so on and so forth. Now, the very frustrating thing is that he's not been charged with a felony. What he has been charged with is a whole bunch of misdemeanors. He's been charged with 63 misdemeanors. Nearly all of them are unprofessional conduct by morticians. Three of them are for petty theft. So three petty theft, 60 unprofessional conduct by morticians. We were promised that there would be felony charges coming. When they filed these, they filed them literally the day before the statute of limitations would have run out. That was a year ago. And they said, listen, don't worry about it. We are going to file felony charges. We just needed more time. It's been another whole year. Where are the felony charges? Come on, man. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, but there was an article recently that they're trying to use mediation in this case yeah to mediate a plea deal and I, so i'm very curious to see what that mm-hmm. pre-trial conference is going to show because i bet it's going to mm-hmm. be a deal yep
1: yep and lance is going to get the littlest of slaps on the wrist and that's all this is going to be i'm afraid that's yeah. true
0: which is really really unfortunate
1: yep really really unfortunate uh six zero Noe. six zero I mean, if he was given a year for all of them, he'd be down the road forever, but I don't see it happening at all. Now there are a few civil cases against him, several, uh, but they just keep continuing all of those. I've been keeping an eye on all of the uh, postings on all of those, but they just keep getting extended and extended. But there's that. But I also noticed that there's been a couple of filings in Chad Daybell, which is Chad has been very quiet uh, for a long time. There had not been a filing for Chad since August. We just kind of wondered if there was ever going to be again. (laughs) Just kidding. We knew there would at some point. But uh, so one of the things that was filed was a stipulation to seal discovery. This was just uh, and this was uh, stipulated by both parties. And then it was ordered. Basically, it's just the same gag order that was on Lori's case. And then the uh, combined case, and now it's just Chad. So they were just re-stipulating that order. So Mm -hmm. nothing all that interesting there. Uh, The other thing uh, is notice of a hearing. So Chad has a hearing on the 10th at 2 p.m. It is Mm -hmm. a video. It's a Zoom conference. And so hopefully we'll be able to watch it. Uh, The filing says the hearing can be viewed on Judge Boyce's YouTube channel which means that we will hopefully be able to find it and stream it
0: yep we'll live stream it yep paula said he should get a limited that that uh lance peck should get a limited use license to take care of chad and Lori when the time comes <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go i like it yep
0: <laughs> and we will not hearing on the 10th man we will we'll yeah. be streaming
1: yep For sure. So, yeah, just interesting because there has not been much in Daybell in quite a long time. So, yeah, at least some some ball is rolling. Be nice to see old Clutchy McPurlson in action and resting to face. And yes, it will. Yes, it will. Well,
0: Brandy, we have heard that there are negotiations going on around a deal, but we don't know for sure yet or what that deal is. Those are just the whisperings we've been hearing. Mm hmm. So, fingers crossed that that is the case. We really hate to see this go to trial.
1: Yeah. Considering
0: sure. everything that's already happened in this case. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And we're just waiting on Lori's extradition to um, Arizona. That is in the works.
1: Mm-hmm. There was an order last week for Lori, too. But it's we pretty much already talked about it. But it was the uh, just the request. There was had been a request to extend her date to file her appeal by 14 days because she had her new counsel and that was approved on the 21st so nothing big but nothing big there
0: could that be revealed in the hearing i doubt it i bet they get closer to trial before that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: also if there's going to be a plea there's going to be a hearing where everyone will be there in person and this is a video conference so this is probably more like a status conference Mm -hmm. than anything yep Right, Colleen? If Chad doesn't take a deal, he's dumber than we thought he was. I think he's probably, if he doesn't, it's because he's so arrogant.
1: Mm-hmm. For and sure. And, and so true. is Prior. Yeah. yeah. I just want to know. It's still stuck in my craw. I still want to know did Prior pay to test that DNA and right. did it show anything? Right. I just want and we may never know. Yeah. It's possible that we'll never know. It, it didn't sound like the state was know. gonna do it. They were like, oh, if you want to do it, how about it? We don't think yeah. there's anything to it, so we're not doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm very curious about that too, but I'll bet you they never gets tested. excuse me. I bet it never gets tested.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I doubt that they they actually go down that road and they're just gonna they just used that as an excuse to separate the trials. Yep. But it was extremely expensive and a big long shot. Yep.
1: Yep. Fran says she doesn't think he did. Yeah. I've been really curious. I've been thinking about that lately. Did he actually do it? I don't think so. It was just a lot of hubris. But I still love to know. And it's one of those things we may never ever get to know. But I know
0: it's a bummer. So much stuff we'd never get to know in these cases,
1: right? We get shut out, man.
0: <laughs> right. What the hell.
1: Well, if it's part well, discovery, we will get to know, but it isn't. Right. So maybe we don't, well, maybe it is. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: I guess it depends. It's probably Alex's right. It could very well be Alex's DNA. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Which it would prove would be... nothing at all. Yeah.
1: More than what we already know.
0: Yeah. Well, and it also, you know, could be Lori. Yeah. You know, But I would think if it was anything that might have exonerated Chad, that they would really uh, land on that hard in trial. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you would think so.
0: Oh, excuse me. Oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> All yeah. right. Well. Let's with- see. We had a little bit on Rex Heuerman. Oh, that's right. Not a lot. It just confirmed the
0: DNA. The pizza box DNA is for sure his DNA. And they were trying to... Mm-hmm. His attorneys were trying to object to that.
1: (laughs) Okay. But I saw a comment on this article about this Mm -hmm. that almost killed me. So now you guys have to hear it. But it made me laugh thinking about it, which made me cough. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, you know, it's saying the DNA proves yada, yada, right? DNA proves that the DNA matches the pizza. This comment. Mm So help me. I don't understand. Does that mean that it proves that he ate the pizza? <laughs> that was the comment. Well what else would it what else would
0: it prove? He's not pizza. The DNA doesn't prove he's pizza,
1: so <laughs> what it proves Well <coughs> it's not what? <laughs> yeah. The pizza's <laughs> not involved in the crime.
0: <laughs> right. We're just trying to identify that the DNA they had is, in fact, Rex Heuerman, and then they go prove it again. Yes. <laughs> and there's a task force being formed, and they're looking at cases in multiple states and a lot of stuff. I mean, there were a long ways from being done with Rex Heuerman.
1: Oh, yeah. So far. So far. But yeah. yeah. So now you know he they have DNA point. evidence that proves he ate the pizza. He ate the pizza. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's it. Lock him up and throw away the
1: key. <laughs> we did not so watch bad. any of Crime Con because while everyone else was at Crime Con, we were on our little uh, girls' trip to the Pacific Northwest. We were. We were yeah. at a Halloween Town. We were in Astoria to see the Goonies' house and listen to the seals all hollering out on the rocks and eat at yeah. Moe's and staying in the coolest house I have ever seen. Oh my gosh. In, uh, the coolest Airbnb ever. ever. In Longmont, Washington.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
1: So, yeah, actually, Connie, we missed absolutely all of it because we were just off uh, having fun. I'll probably still you go will. back and watch some, but. Oh, yeah, I we can. I will too. But also, uh, let's see, I think it was Irene that was there who said that uh, they, yeah, she did attend the se- segment that was about, uh, the, you know, because uh-huh. We were really curious to know how uh, old. Your creepy uncle Jimbo and you know, poop. Dick Poot Pootlian were going to be received. And basically they were classless jerks and ragged on everybody and talked about how unfairly they were treated and typical bullshit. And uh, you know, the other side, the prosecution side, was as respectful as they have always been and professional. And yeah. So there was no actual physical brawl. I was wanting one, but no. <laughs> I think poot poop would be in deep trouble if a physical brawl happened. Yeah. Yep. We
0: want to go to CrimeCon. It's definitely on our list. It just hasn't been a possibility for us yet, but we do think we mm-hmm. will go eventually.
1: When it was Vegas, we really wanted to go, but uh, COVID was mm-hmm. still acting pretty uh, rowdy. and well, Yeah. We didn't want to get sick, so look what happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we went on a trip, we got sick anyway.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So here we are
0: yes and with that that is everything we've got for you tonight it is so we want to thank you for being here please uh like subscribe comment share leave us a review wherever you can comment on our episodes on youtube and on spotify all of those things help us to grow we appreciate you so very much we will be back next week with all of our regular programming. Once we've had an opportunity to recover just a bit from our travels, <laughs> and we have a lot of really interesting stuff coming. Uh, a lot more Mormon misdeeds are coming. Oh, we—they're we everywhere. New Patreons <laughs> coming out. We've got—we're uh, going to be doing a documentary next month. So don't you worry; we've got a lot of more content coming your way. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: you won't want to miss any of that. And you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.